I've been on Facebook for, I'm trying to do the math, I mean, damn near 15 years almost. I don't use it so much personally anymore, but I use it for the North Star, I use it for the breakdown, I use it for all of the campaigns that we do. And I also use Instagram, and many of you follow me there on Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook. And I've always had beef and critique with some of the decisions that Facebook has made. But it's really come to my attention that Facebook is currently doing at least three things that really disturb me. And yesterday, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder and CEO of Facebook, testified in Congress and was grilled by two of the most badass women in all of Congress. I want to play you those clips. I want to unpack and explain them and tell you why it matters to all of us what goes on on Facebook. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I've been a power user of Facebook and of Instagram for a very long time. And hundreds of millions of people, actually now into the billions of people, use Facebook and Instagram and also all around the globe are using WhatsApp, which was also purchased by Facebook. But it's come to all of our attention that there are several really disturbing practices going on at Facebook. And there are at least three that I want to bring to your attention because today, Katie Porter, who is a congresswoman, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a congresswoman from right here in New York City, both had an opportunity to grill Mark Zuckerberg as he testified before Congress. Not only were those two women brilliant, but they exposed Mark Zuckerberg's inability to answer the most basic questions. Let, let, let me even let me even bring that back. Unwillingness to answer the most basic questions with basic, honest answers and human decency. There are at least three things that these women confronted him on, and and in in their questions, you'll hear even more. But there. Are, there are three that I am deeply concerned about. The first clip that I'm going to play for you is from Katie Porter. And in a second, I'll play a clip for you from Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And Congresswoman Porter just wants to ask Mark Zuckerberg, who is one of the richest people on the face of the earth, one of the richest people in human history, who is worth tens of billions of dollars, she wants to know, is it true that he has over 15,000 employees who are generally paid minimum wage to survey and monitor some of the most vile, gruesome, horrific content that they are trying to keep off of Facebook? And she asked him a very poignant question or two, one about their mental health benefits and the time that they get. And she asked him a question to, to end her questioning, and I don't want to 
step on her moment. Let me just play that clip from Congresswoman Katie Porter, who I love and respect so much. Facebook's known as a great place to work, free food, ping pong tables, great employee benefits, but Facebook doesn't use its employees for the hardest jobs in the company. You've got about 15,000 contractors watching murders, stabbings, suicides, other gruesome, disgusting videos for content moderation, correct? Uh, Congressman, yes, I believe that that's correct. You pay many of those workers under $30,000 a year, and you've cut them off from mental health care when they leave the company, even if they have PTSD because of their work for your company. Is that correct? Um, Congresswoman, my understanding is you know, we pay everyone, including the contractors associated with the company, at least a $15 minimum wage. In, in markets and in cities where there's a high cost of living, that's a $20 minimum wage. We go out of our way Thank to you. offer I, a Thank you. I take your word at the wage. Health. Reclaiming my time. Um, according to one report I have, and this is straight out of an episode of Black Mirror, these workers get nine, nine minutes of supervised wellness time per day. That means nine minutes to cry in the stairwell while somebody watches them. Would you be willing to commit to spending one hour a day for the next year watching these videos and acting as a content monitor and only accessing, accessing the same benefits available to your workers? Uh, Congresswoman, we, we work hard to make sure that we give good benefits to all the folks who are doing I, this. Mr. Zuckerberg, reclaiming my time, I would appreciate a yes or a no. Would you be willing to act as a content monitor uh, to have that life experience? I'm not sure that it would best serve our community for me to spend that much reclaiming time. Reclaiming my time. Mr. Zuckerberg, I, I, I spend reclaiming a lot of time my time. Mr. Zuckerberg, are you saying you're not qualified to be a content monitor? No, Congresswoman. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, then you're saying you're not willing to do it. It was a profound moment from Congresswoman Katie Porter where she basically had that moment, if you've ever seen the film or know the actual real-life story of Aaron Brockovich, where she was helping a town who had toxic water. They were being poisoned by their water that was being dumped in by corporations. And she brought Aaron Brockovich in real life and in the movie, brought water and just asked the attorneys who were fighting against families whose loved ones were dying and, and contracting diseases because of the water. She just said, you drink it. <laughs> and they wouldn't. They wouldn't drink it because they understood that that water was toxic. And that was kind of that kind of moment to me from Congresswoman Katie Porter when she says, would you do this just for an hour a day? Would you, would you even do the work that you have 15,000 people doing for eight hours a day or more, often denying them any kind of mental health benefit. And he had nothing to say but no. And, and he ducked and dodged, but his answer was no. Now, the next clip that I want to play is an extended clip of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who, if I need to remind you, is the youngest woman ever elected to the United States Congress in its entire history. She had a brilliant, brilliant six-minute exchange with Mark Zuckerberg and cornered him over and over and over again on some of the most basic stuff. And part of what was profound was I saw last night 
Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez before, rather before she uh, asked these questions, I saw her ask on Twitter, what are some smart questions that she needs to be asking? And so she kind of crowdsourced some of it. And you could see her in real time on Twitter filtering through some that were good, some that were okay, and some that were excellent. And then you got to see her basically source questions from around the world and pepper him with these very important questions. But there are two things that she asked that I am deeply concerned about. The first, I think, deserves an entire episode of The Breakdown, and I think we'll plan on doing that next week, is that Facebook, which makes almost all of its money off of advertisements, has decided to allow political ads that it knows are dishonest. In other words, you are now allowed, if you are a politician, to run an ad that has a provable falsehood, a demonstrable lie. You are allowed to run that ad, even though it can be deceptive for voters. And you will watch her corner Mark Zuckerberg on this very problematic position over and over and over again, only to reveal that he really has nothing to give back. It's so disturbing. And then secondly, she pins him toward the end. She pins him down on the reality that a white supremacist media organization is now one of the official fact checkers for Facebook. You have to hear it for yourself. It's brilliant. It's why we have to elect deeply, truly progressive women and men to Congress, just like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Let me play that entire clip for you. It's good to see you, Mr. Zuckerberg. I think you, of all people, can appreciate using a person's past behavior in order to determine, predict, or make decisions about future behavior. And in order for us to make decisions about Libra, I think we need to kind of dig into your past behavior and Facebook's past behavior with respect to our democracy. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, what year and month did you personally first become aware of Cambridge Analytica? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure of the exact time, but it was probably around the time when it became public. I think it was around March of 2018. I, I could be wrong, though. Mm-hmm. When did Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg become aware of Cambridge Analytica? I, I don't know off the top of my you head. You don't know. Um, did anyone on your leadership team know about Cambridge Analytica prior to the initial report by The Guardian on December 11, 2015? Uh, Congresswoman, I, I believe so, and that some folks were, were uh, tracking it internally. And you know, I, I'm actually, as you're asking this, I, I, I do think I, I was aware of Cambridge Analytica as an entity earlier. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know if I was tracking how they were using Facebook specifically. When was the issue discussed with your board member, Peter Thiel? Uh, Congresswoman, I don't, I don't know that often. You don't know. This was the largest data scandal with respect to your company that had catastrophic impacts on the 2016 election. You don't, you don't know. Well, Congresswoman, I'm sure we, we discussed it after it, uh, after after we were, were aware of what happened. Okay. Um, 
You announced recently that the official policy of Facebook now allows politicians to pay to spread disinformation um, in 2020 elections and in the future. So I just want to know how far I can push this um, in the next year. Under your policy, you know, using census data as well, could I pay to target predominantly black zip codes and advertise them the incorrect election date? No, Congresswoman, you couldn't. We, we have, even for these policies around the newsworthiness of, of mm -hmm. content that politicians say and the general principle that I believe that... But you said you're not going to fact-check my we, ads. We have, if, if, uh, if anyone, including a politician, is saying things that uh, can cause, that is calling for violence or uh, could risk imminent physical harm or voter or census suppression, mm -hmm. when we roll out the census suppression policy, um, we will take that content down. So, so you will... There is some threshold where you will fact-check political advertisements. Is that what you're telling me? Well, Congresswoman, yes, and for specific things like that, where there's imminent risk of harm. Could I run ads targeting Republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? Sorry, I, I, can you repeat that? Would I be able to run advertisements on Facebook targeting Republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? I mean, if you're not fact-checking political advertisements, I'm just trying to understand the, the bounds here. What's fair game? Congresswoman, I, uh, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I think So probably. you don't know if I'll be able to do that? I think probably. Um, do you see a potential problem here with a complete lack of fact-checking on political advertisements? Well, Congresswoman, I think lying is bad, and I think if you were to run an ad that had a lie, that would be bad. That's different from it being... Uh, from it, from for in our position, the right thing to do to prevent uh, your constituents or people in an election from seeing that you had lied. Um, so we can, so you won't take down lies or you will take down lies? I think it's just a pretty simple yes or no. Congresswoman, uh, in- I'm not talking about spin. I'm talking about actual in, Yes, in, most cases, in a democracy, okay. I believe that people should be able to see for themselves what politicians that they may or may not vote for so are you saying won't take judge them their down. character for themselves. So you won't take, you may flag that it's wrong, but you won't take it down. Uh, Congresswoman, it's, uh, it, it depends on the context that it shows up, organic post ads, okay. the, the treatment is a little One different. question, one more question. In your ongoing dinner parties with far-right figures, some of who advanced the conspiracy theory that white supremacy is a hoax, did you discuss so-called social media bias against conservatives, and do you believe there is a bias? Uh, Congresswoman, um, so I don't remember everything that was in the, send in, in the question. That's all right. I'll move on. Can you explain why you've named The Daily Caller, a publication uh, well-documented with ties to white supremacists as an official fact-checker for Facebook? Congresswoman, sure. We actually don't appoint the independent fact-checkers. They go through an independent organization called the Independent Fact-Checking Network that has a rigorous standard for who they allow to... Uh, to serve as a fact checker. So you would say that white supremacist tied uh, publications meet a rigorous standard for fact checking? Uh, Congresswoman, I would say that we're not the one assessing that, that standard. The International Fact Checking Network is the one who is setting that. I, I am simultaneously proud that this young woman is in Congress and that I live in a city that helped elect her to Congress, proud that she's there to get 
I wouldn't say get answers, but get some truth. It was a moment of truth at the very least. To, to be able to corner him on some of the most disturbing realities that Facebook is openly taking money for political ads, what will amount to probably hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars from all of the campaigns, not just the presidential campaign, but from every local, regional, state, and national campaign and international campaign, campaigns are spending a combined billions of dollars on ads. And Facebook knows that if those ads have to be truthful, that they'll lose major money. And so they have decided in the name of free speech. And I have to break all of this down next week because in a, in a speech about why they are allowing lies and deliberate propaganda in their advertising, Mark Zuckerberg even had the nerve, the gumption to quote Dr. King And Dr. King's own daughter had to step up and say, hold on, hold on. These types of lies in the environment that political propaganda created killed my father, got my father killed. The environment of lies and of hate that was allowed in the country, she said, created the circumstances and the situation that eventually took my father's life. How dare you use my father's name in justification for using lies in political ads, which you are really just using not to benefit free speech. Come on, don't don't front. You're using them for your bottom line. Listen, we have to keep putting pressure on Facebook. This... This is deeply problematic because what we learned from the Mueller report, which was an 18-month federal investigation, not just into what Donald Trump did, not just into Trump's obstruction of justice. The Mueller report was also about Russian interference and foreign interference in the 2016 election. And the whole first half of the Mueller report was about the sweeping, widespread foreign interference in our election. And guess who they were targeting? Foreign countries over and over and over again. The most vulnerable people among us, particularly African-American communities, and doubly so targeting uninformed black voters that could be swayed by propaganda on Facebook. And it was destructive. It was destructive in many ways in local, state, and federal elections. Not just the Russian government, but foreign governments know who is going to be most vulnerable to propaganda, and they're going to continue to use it. And Facebook understands that we are power users of these platforms, and instead of deciding to really filter them for honesty and truth and integrity, they're just openly allowing anything. It's the wild, wild west for political campaigns because they know it's easy money for their bottom line. Listen, I've got to run, but thank you all so much 
for tuning into this podcast. We'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have not already subscribed, please, please be sure to subscribe, to subscribe rather on the uh, Apple Podcast app on Spotify or whatever podcast you like or love. Of course, thank you so much to the thousands of North Star founding members for your support. Without you, this podcast would not be possible. And last but not least, thank you to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our senior producer and podcasting director, Willis, for their hard work on this and every single episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break.